0: Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. It's Friday and the Business of Being Black is the Democrats' response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The former White House aide who dropped a bombshell about Donald Trump during the January 6th hearing. And what our Kelly fans and victims are saying about his prison sentence and which NBA championship winner is set to host the Espies. Get ready for another round of the political and trending highlights of the week. Please welcome my Friday co host, activist and radio personality, Dominique DePrima. Hi, Dominique. Hi, Tammy. Political analyst Ed Sanders is here.
1: Happy Fourth of July weekend.
0: Comedian and filmmaker Alicia Cooper on deck. Hi, Lily. Hey, Tammy. And the president and founder of Oleka Management Consulting, Dr. O.J. Oleka. Hi, hey, Dr. Timmy Oleka.
2: Mac. Hey, Tammy. Happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday, everyone. Let's get down to the business of being Black. On Friday, June 24th, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v.ersus Wade, allowing each state to determine access to abortion. Many politicians were outraged about the ruling, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Check this out.
3: There's no point in saying good morning because it certainly is not one. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away women's right to make
0: their own dis- reproductive health decisions. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their
3: supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. It's such a contradiction. Yesterday, they say the
0: states <clears throat> cannot make laws governing the constitutional right to bear arms. And today, they're saying the exact reverse. The hypocrisy is raging, but the harm is endless. I'm interested in knowing what it's really about, but um, you know, everybody was all up in arms. I should have a choice to wear a mask and a choice not to wear a mask. I should have a choice to take a vaccine or a choice not to take a vaccine. Well, here we go. What are your thoughts about what Nancy Pelosi says? She says it's hypocritical. I'd have to agree with that. It
1: me too. I listen. I think that was probably the the clearest statement on the issue that I've seen. Um, she gets right to the point. Of, of what's happened here. Uh, you know, a, a good number of us really don't remember um, pre Roe v. Wade with uh, the, the type of health epidemic that was, that was present, where you had women seeking uh, uh, abortions in, in sites that weren't, weren't healthy. We haven't addressed the issue of the need, right? So the the need for an abortion is still there. Uh, you know, what this court has done is is put this back on states. What we're ultimately going to have is this patchwork network of red state, blue state. And, you know, in the end game, it's going to require Congress and, and a president to to pass some legislation. But with, with this stalemate of a government that we're in, uh, that's not likely anytime soon.
0: It actually blows my mind because I honestly thought it was settled law. I thought that was truth. Apparently that was fact, Dr. Oleka?
2: Well, I think first it's important. I think first it's important to understand that what the Dobbs decision did, as was pointed out, was send this issue back to state governments to determine based on what their state legislatures say, which is based on what the people want them to do on this particular issue of abortion. I think this is obviously a very controversial issue from the standpoint of what you believe. If you believe that life begins at some point before birth, then this is quite an easy question for you with regard to how you might treat abortion in most instances. Obviously where there is a point of contention is uh, the exemptions that states are gonna be looking at. Rape, incest, the time frame. Uh, As it will come out. But again, I don't think there is a level of hypocrisy here with the different Supreme Court decisions with regard to gun laws. The Second Amendment uh, is pretty explicit in mentioning guns, uh, whereas the Constitution does not explicitly mention abortion. The Roe case got there uh, through this conversation of privacy and what a right to privacy meant. If you even read the Roe decision, uh, the justices themselves are unclear if it's in the Ninth Amendment, if it's in the 14th Amendment that should be pretty important when you're making these types of decisions. So now the people will get to decide and I think we're going to be we're going to find out exactly what people believe on this issue state by state which is the right decision.
3: Dominique? Well, I think the heart of part of the hypocrisy that Nancy Pelosi and others have pointed out is that conservatives want to say it's about states' rights when it's convenient for them they give the states the right to choose When it's not convenient for them, they want to override a state jurisdiction as they do with cannabis. I do think that um, what Dr. Oleka says is true. Everyone has different beliefs, but belief, your spiritual, religious, or personal beliefs are just that. They should not be the rule of the land. This is a secular democracy, not a theocracy. We are not the Taliban, although at the rate we're moving, we could be the new American Taliban. This is not Iran, where our personal beliefs and religious choices dictate the law of the land. And in fact, it's not true that this is what the people want, because the overwhelming uh, majority of Americans think that a woman should have a right to make a choice. That's between her and her doctor, her and her church. Um, I would also point out that it's disingenuous to say that this will be left up to the states because the minute we get a Republican president and Republican control of Congress, they will enact a national ban. They have not been at all secretive about that. And so we could see that coming as soon as 2024, where uh, abortion or a woman's right to choose will be eliminated in all 50 states and punishable as a crime.
2: That's just literally not true. This, this is an untruth that you stated, and let me break down each point. First of all, there is no one that is suggesting that if Republicans take the Senate, take the House and take the presidency, that there will be an abortion ban. You have Republican sitting senators who say that they would not vote for such a thing. The votes just simply aren't there. That's the first point. The second point, you said that a person's individual personal belief on an issue shouldn't matter. That's literally how everyone votes on every topic. I didn't say so it if shouldn't I'm a matter, voter, I said I'm it, that it your personal religious beliefs
3: not be the law if of the
2: individual of course they matter for a member of my state legislature is in the individuals who will be voting on these laws Yes, I'm going to vote based on how I feel personally, religiously, or otherwise about an issue. That's the second point. And the so third you believe point, this your, idea, re- your
3: religion should be the law point, of the land? This idea, that you believe that your religious beliefs should be the is law, not the of, law the land. of the
2: land. If an individual, you don't believe in separation of church and state. Well, neither choice. does the
3: Supreme Court.
2: Let me repeat my statement here: If an individual is making a choice on who they vote for, that has nothing to do with the law of the land. That is who they vote for and how they vote. That's how you get the members of the General Assembly of the state legislature in each state. Let me make this third point: this idea that abortion at any point during the pregnancy, for whatever reason, is popular is not true. When you actually look at no the No one said that. We're talking laws, about
3: existing law, Doctor Oleka, Please really don't put words in, in my mouth. No, no, no. But don't misrepresent what I say. It'd I be never said that.
2: If I could make the point without an interruption, this okay, idea but that don't abortion lie
3: about what is I've very said.
2: popular. This idea that abortion is very popular at any point in any time is just- No one said clear. that. When you break down the cross tabs of how people think and they vote and how they answer this question, it is popular that people believe that women should have a right to choose up to a certain point. When you look at 14 weeks, 14 weeks for abortion at any point is unpopular, quite so, with the American people. This was a Pew Research study that was done in March of this year. The Dobbs case, which was based on Mississippi, banned abortion at 15 weeks. So I think we've got to understand that, again, this point is very nuanced. And when you say that people support a women's right to choose, that that's a popular thing that has its limits. And we're going to see what those limits are in each state across the country.
0: Dr. Dr. Oliva, you you don't said don't that version. Dominique's uh, position is is false when it comes to Republicans uh, banning abortion nationally. But yes. we we honestly we all thought that the Supreme Court believed that uh, Roe versus Wade was settled law. Turns out that is not what they believed at all. Because they
3: lied about it. That's why we believed it.
2: Well, they didn't lie about it. This is what happened, number one. You have the candidates for the Supreme Court, while they were actually being nominated, uh, they were asked questions all the time about any particular issue that had precedent. They were asked about stare decisis, this idea that if something has been determined by the courts, how much should that matter? And they all said precedents do matter when making. And they said Roe
3: the v. Wade is settled law the and they said it, it under oath. So they lied. No
2: one said that Roe v. Wade was settled law. I yes, many we're talking about what people said and didn't say, I would encourage you to go back well, and watch. They never the said that law. it
0: was settled law, but they certainly made strong implications that it was the law and, and, and it, easily be interpret, interpreted as settled law. I do believe uh, the last justice actually said settled law.
2: No, what what was said by each justice was that it was incredibly important to look at precedent and give it the value that it deserves, to look at stare decisis and give it the value that it deserves. Wow. You're just
3: just going to prevaricate. But the
2: idea that just because a law Mm. is a law Mm. and the court ruled it a certain way that it can never be overturned is not true. And it's something as Black folks, we should be happy about because Plessy versus Ferguson was overturned. Plessy, of course, was the rule that made segregation legal across the land. Brown v. Board overturned that. If we're to believe that precedent always matters and stare decisis always matters in the sense that just because a court settled it, it should stay that way, then segregation would still wow. be the law of the
1: land. Courts make so this, is, this is important because not. this is this is this is a transformative case here. I mean, in the last hundred years, from the Warren Court forward, they've used this theory of privacy to to protect different. Rights, whether we're talking about abortion to recently the the ability for for same sex couples to marry, all of that is sort of driven from the same um, theory. And the the attack on Roe v. Wade just signals that that what this court is going to try to do is undo all of the progress that's been made over the. Alicia, let century. me
0: get you in real quick.
4: Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't understand how what the woman down the street from me does with her body is any of my business. And if we're going to say things that they said were once settled law and we're going to change it, then I think that we should change the fact that Supreme Court justices are on the bench for a lifetime. Since we're rolling stuff back, let's roll that back. I'm waiting on that one myself.
0: I'm waiting on term limits. We'll be right back on Business of Being Black. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack, and the Business of Being Black today is a recap of the entire week, political and trending topics. Let's go. Um, I I do wanna say this, Dr. Oleka, real quick, because uh, a couple of Republicans were highly upset that this happened in the Supreme Court, and they were upset because a, a few of those justices said that it was settled law and they voted on them based on that. Uh, Susan Collins being one of them highly upset at Brett Kavanaugh for saying to her in her office that it was settled law. So they have said it in, in some form or fashion. And as far as Brett Kavanaugh, he said the word to Susan Collins. So I just wanted to uh, make that adjustment there, but we, uh, I don't want to get off this topic. I want to stay on it a little bit here. Um, we got another clip here that 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 I want us to get to. So if we can um, get to our next clip so we can uh, continue the conversation, because many people are upset by how the Democratic Party responded to that ruling. Take a look at what pro-abortion rights activist Zoe Warren had to say about it.
4: So I received a text message from Joe Biden's campaign yesterday saying that the Supreme Court had overturned Roe versus Wade and that it was my responsibility to then rush $15 to the Democratic National Party. Um, And I thought that was absolutely outrageous because my rights should not be a fundraising point for that.
0: Yeah, not a good look for the Democrats. They keep. The optics that are putting that they're putting out is a uh, is this uh, it's a little side eye to me. It's a little side eye. I I yeah, just made true. that up. I just made that up. So that's why. Uh, what what policies could the Biden administration enact to ensure that women retain their right to abortion without risking new court challenges? What do you think, Alicia?
4: What policies can they enact?
0: Um, yeah. I or or I you are, or you can respond to uh, uh you you can respond to the activist, so Warren.
4: Yeah, I mean, I understand what she was saying. Like, our rights shouldn't have a dollar amount attached to it. I didn't even see that they were asking for that. The problem with the Democrats is we are not as gangster as the Republicans. The Republicans go all in. They don't care what laws they have to break, they don't care what uh, words they have to use to get what they want. They will lie. The Democrats are playing too. They're trying to be too above board all the time. And until we get just as down and dirty as they are, we're going to stay losing. And that's exactly what's happening right now. We are losing. And uh, the, the problem for me with the Supreme court is it was never supposed to be partisan. When Trump sat there and said he was putting them on the court to be partisan, that should have been some sort of deal breaker right there. And, and, and instead of having black robe, they should have red robes and blue robes because we already know that this is the problem. And this is why they shouldn't, they should have time limits now because it is partisan.
0: It The Supreme court is now partisan. I mean, we clearly know who's going to vote for what. Um, it's, it's, it's just not a good look and it's not what it was meant to be, Dominique.
3: Well, I mean, it it, it will be a little harder to put term limits because you would need a constitutional amendment. Um, our Congress is being obstructed by craven conservative obstructionists. I don't see that changing until we get proportional But we could add more Supreme Court justices. We can you? add more justices. But again, we would have to, Make an exception to the filibuster or get rid of the filibuster. And I just don't know that the Biden administration is willing to do that. I do think that every politician, left and right, raises money off everything. It is a little uh, cynical and a little crass, but they do it. Republicans do it, too. Look at the fact that our former president raised $250 million for an organization that never existed, which, by the way, he uh, he should be prosecuted for fraud in that instance. It's what politicians do. But I do think uh, the Democrats need to be more assertive and more committed in getting the results that we, the voters, ask for. Dominique, I think that's the first time you've ever, like, pushed the Democrats a little bit. Mm, You don't listen to my talk show, but (laughs) that's probably because you're on the air at the time. I push the Democrats all the time. I just don't like when people tell tall tales and try to use it to advance a political agenda by saying things that aren't true about Republicans and Democrats. Ed, what you got? It's about
1: the activists. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I hate being like the old man commenting about <laughs> a, a young person's you know, activism. But, right, right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, let's be clear. I think she's being a little naive about the process. You know, Supreme Court justices are nominated by the Senate and confirmed, or nominated by the President confirmed by the Senate. That's a political process. And, you know, in order to get the type of Senate that you need to 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 put the type of Supreme Court justices that you'd like to see on the court it takes politics and politics takes money. And so, I mean, at a $15 ask to the party is nothing. She really should have been like, I got to put 10 times that, put $150. If she were out on the streets protesting with the energy about the issue, um, you know, $15 I think is really nothing. But the problem
0: is here. that, we, you know, we found this new way of uh, making money and fundraising, which is just simply to gank somebody's phone number and text them all day or grant <laughs> them and 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 email them every five seconds, right? So now that, that that exists, we have to wonder, you you asking for this money all the time, but what are you doing? Like it, our democracy is being destroyed in front of our faces, and you want me to give you more money? Like, ask me for more money when you've done something that benefited me as my representative.
1: You, you're, you're nailing it. it. I mean, that's the conversation we have every day and every every week on the show. Right? Is is are things being done for our community? But it's a constant fight. I mean, no, let's not let's not portray this as though this is a one-off. This is a consistent fight to to make this world the way we want it, to make this country the the way we'd like to see it. Believe you me, the conservatives are raising money left and left and right. They'll probably take this quote, this show, and raise fifteen dollars from from all their donor faces on
4: it,
0: well, right,
1: OJ? Well,
0: I, I I only have one question. In the words of Brandy, I want to be down, uh, <laughs> Doctor Oleka?
2: Well, I mean, look, obviously I have a, a different perspective in terms of the outcome, but I mean my colleagues in this are right in the sense that this is a political process. Now, I wouldn't agree with changing the rules. I don't think you need to change the Supreme Court and, and add people to it. I think you just need to win elections. But there is something that I think is important that I've always said Dr. about America, it's too late government. to win
0: elections. We've got the what? Supreme Court. This is this is what I was thinking about the other day. <laughs> we we on this panel have this Supreme
3: Court for the rest of our lives. Well, yeah, maybe somebody gets struck by lightning. And the fact is, the Supreme <laughs> Court has not been nine all along. It's been different numbers at different times. So we've changed it before. Why not change it again? The reason OJ says don't change it now is because he it upholds his activist, political, conservative agenda. Or well, views, Dominique, or views. Well,
2: the news. difference that I was going to say between Democrats and Republicans, Democrats win elections by cobbling together people who have like minded interests Whereas Republicans cobble people together and win elections with people who have like-minded beliefs.
4: Uh-huh. the difference
2: between interest and Life. beliefs. Well, the difference between interest and beliefs is that you can find a pro-union, pro-life Democrat to vote for in the South so that you can have a pro-union Congress. But then when you have an issue like this, then people are split. And here's where that came up, where this is important and why I think people are upset with the Democrats. Go back and look at candidate Barack Obama talking about a bill that would codify Roe v. Wade. When he was running in 2007, he said, this is a top priority of mine. That's what he said. And then when he became president in 2009, he said, well, this is no longer a top priority. Why? Because he had to cobble together people who had like-minded interests. And all of a sudden, when he had to govern with that group, it was nearly impossible. Democrats had 60 votes at the time. They could have done it. They could have overrun a filibuster and codified row, and they didn't. And so now, when you have Democrats saying, give me money to do what you want, I think a lot of Democrats... Are upset that it hasn't been done in the past. That's an issue for them, uh, not one that I'm too keen to help them out in figuring out.
0: Um, is it's that wrong, Dominique? I mean, I'm sorry, Ed. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to say OJ's not wrong, and and the belief that I think that that he's outlying, and and what we have to be more forthright in saying is is really sort of this this concept of state rights, and behind that. What it really is, is like this liberty of, of uh, uh, this, this sense of liberty. It's that same sense that that gave them the notion that they can enslave Africans. It's the same sense and belief that allows them to think that they can pollute our rivers and oceans for, you know, any sort of economic gain. All of the priorities and policies that they put forward are, are sort of founded in this belief system of theirs. Um, and that's what we're fighting against.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go back to in a time machine, back to when President Barack Obama was elected, uh, we were in the Great uh, Recession, uh, the Depression, uh, the, the economic crash. And so he had a few things on his plate. Um, And also it was widely believed at that time by Republicans and Democrats that Roe was settled law. So, yeah, maybe he wanted to get, uh, you know, the Affordable Care Act through because actually health care bills are one of the is the leading cause of bankruptcy among American families. he He wanted to save the economy. Got it. Thank you for watching Business of
0: Being Black with Tam and Mac. Listen, we pride ourselves on uplifting and educating our community and those who wish to be allies with knowledge, expertise, and personal experiences through our panel discussions. My personal experience in getting to the money is making sure my credit score is tight and right. So I wait three weeks before making a major purchase. What's the three-week rule? Hmm. Wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage and wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Lately, I've been waiting three weeks just to buy groceries, y'all. But I found that there is something to the wait, especially if you're like me and watch your credit score like a hawk. Oh, I be watching, y'all. I see your credit score up, down, up, down. I be watching every week. But the three-week rule That's the real business. Why three weeks? Because that's how fast the average score master user takes to boost his or her credit score by an average of 61 points. And listen, 61 points? Add it to your credit score, who can save you tens of thousands on everything we finance? Scoremaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. Scoremaster is so easy. It takes about a minute to get started, right? Ooh, that's easy. And you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Try Scoremaster today and see how many plus points you can add Add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash B-O-B-B. That's scoremaster.com slash B-O-B-B. Again, scoremaster.com slash B-O-B-B. Listen, I don't want nobody telling me what to buy and how to buy and when to buy it. That's why I'm consistently tracking my credit. You should track and get yours up too with scoremaster.com. And that's the real business of being black with Tammy Mack. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. And the Business of Being Black today is the trending and political highlights of the week. Please welcome my co-host, activist and radio personality, Dominique Deprima, political analyst Ed Sanders, Comedian and filmmaker, Alicia Cooper, and the president and founder of Oleka Management Consulting, Dr. O.J. Olaika. Alicia, let's talk about this January 6th committee hearing, girlfriend. On My Tuesday, mind. during the January 6th hearing, former White House aide Cassidy Hutchison dropped a bombshell during her testimony. She claims that former President Trump knew people in the crowd were armed when he instructed his supporters to march to the Capitol. Here's video of her testimony.
4: I was part of a conversation. I was in the, I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away.
0: Ooh, child. I Listen, I know President Trump, former President Trump, can't stand her. Could Hutchinson's testimony sway (laughs) legal experts and the conservative media? And is Donald Trump close to being prosecuted for his alleged
4: actions? Can I just say no, 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 and no, no, no. Yeah, I think it's going to be the typical stuff. (laughs) Exactly. No, no, no. It's the typical stuff. Everybody around him is going down and he's not. It's the typical stuff that's always been happening. But what people need to remember is this woman is a Republican. The people that are telling you the insider stuff about him were on his team. And we're not surprised that he knew it when he said, they're not here to hurt me. That's a malignant narcissist at his finest. Everything is about them. They're not here to hurt me. Well, who were they going to hurt? Was it Chuck Schumann, Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence? So you didn't care about any of them because they weren't there to hurt you? You know, something needs to be done. And anybody considering reelecting this man is a hot fool just like him. You know, and and they said the man that grabbed the steering wheel, let me tell you something. This is why Donald Trump don't hire Black people in Secret Service, because we'd have chopped him right in the center of his head when they got out that car that looked like Ike and Tina and what's love got to do with it? Because they would have been battling. You know, you almost killing somebody yanking wheels. That is a crazy man. This person is completely unhinged. And I believe every word she said, the problem is that the guy that she was quoting from the text Messages now works for Donald Trump. And he's saying that what she said is not true. You know, so he's a proven liar. That's why he works for Donald Trump. They're all the same. But I don't see anything happening to Trump. But I do see stuff happening to people around him, which is what normally happens.
0: I see something possibly happening to Hutchinson too. I'm sure that uh, people are going in deep to find out about her past, her history, to bring out who all she had sex with. I mean, I can just imagine what is uh, the scrutiny that they are looking for to scrutinize this uh, young woman who decided to speak to the hands of justice. And, um, you know, I hear you when you say, the you know, if he had a black secret service, but he's the president of the United States, Alicia, it was funny, haha, but- I don't care what color the Secret <laughs> Service was. They wanted to choke the president of the United States. Go ahead, Doctor O'Leary.
4: <laughs> but they, but they said, but they said he grabbed a man up around his neck. That is assault. Yeah. I, I and don't well, you, you know, know we do work too well like that. And
0: I want to say to that, to that, if that's the case, it makes Donald Trump look better to his base. That's the kind of president they want. That's the kind of president they voted for. That. Is, is who they knew Donald Trump to be in the beginning. So it just magnifies and glorifies who he is and allows his uh, base to know that he's got their back no matter what. For them to know that he was headed that way and was instructed not to go, it just seems like that's that's my president. He was fighting for us. So I don't think that uh, anything that could be said in that hearing will affect that. Dr. Oleka
2: Well, there are a few key points here always to understand. Uh, This witness came before the committee and we played the clip. What she said was, I was in a conversation with, and then she said, I was in the vicinity of a conversation that was happening. And then she said, I think the president said something to the effect of. Now, you mentioned, will this change legal experts' opinion? I don't think when you say things like, I was in the conversation. Oh, wait, actually, I was just near the conversation. I think the president said something like, legal experts aren't going to hear that language and say, well, this is definitive evidence. Of course, Congress will and, and the media will because they're in a different game than what legal experts are in the game for. Also, if uh, to bring up what Alicia said, her testimony with regard to she being told that the president lunged at a member of Secret Service to turn the wheel, well, then the legal experts have to hear from those people. And as you pointed out, right now uh, they're saying that that's not true. That's what the reports are. Uh, they're willing to. Uh, comply with the committee. So this type of thing from a legal expert perspective, you have to hear from the people who were considered to be involved in the case that in this instance are the members of the Secret Service. So uh, I think we're going to hear from them. They said they would uh, testify. So if they don't corroborate that story, if they say it's not true under oath, sure, then you can uh, believe like Alicia believes and that anybody that supports President Trump is a liar. That's not a legal qualification. So what the legal experts will have to say is, Uh, This is not usable for any prosecutorial uh, type of decision making. Will conservative media change their opinion? No.
0: Well, listen, I got my law degree and am a proud graduate of Judge Judy University. And Judge Judy (laughs) always says... If it's hearsay, you can't bring it up in the courts. So, Dr. Oleka, there's something to be said about that. But I want to ask you specifically, because a lot of those Republicans who testified against Trump said that they would still vote for him. Would you still vote for him if he ran, Dr. Oleka?
2: I'm not certain that he's going to. I think we're going to have a lot of different candidates who could run. Uh, certainly, Mike DeSantis, or uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, the governor out there, is an interesting choice. Uh, the vice president will run. Uh, we will see a lot of these instances. Pence are- is going to run. Uh, He's looking at it. Absolutely. He's had an interest in being president of the United States for a long time since he was a member of Congress. So there are going to be a number of people uh, who will throw their name out there. So we'll see.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting uh, to see him rally the troops that wanted to hang him.
2: Uh, That will certainly be a part of the Republican electorate who will not support Mike
0: Pence for president. Dominique.
3: Yeah, um, I've actually Mm -hmm. interviewed a number of lawyers about this. And uh, there's varying opinions, but what I am hearing universally is that these hearings, and particularly uh, this most recent testimony, do uh, actually give uh, the, president, the former president and some of his inner circle significant uh, criminal exposure uh, for... Um, For an aide, a top staffer, to be in the vicinity of a conversation and not be in it is not at all unusual. It's kind of their job to stand around and staff the president, staff the chief of staff. Um, I think that, you know, of course, Dr. OJ Aleka, who may be running himself for president, is going to downplay the importance of this. But let's keep in mind, and this is something that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, that Trump political action committees are paying for the legal defense and lawyers for many of these witnesses that are testifying before the committee. Let that sink in. If someone's paying your legal fees, are you gonna rat them out? Are you gonna portray them in a a bad light? It's not illegal, but it raises some ethical challenges. And that is something that we really need to look at because it is a form of obstruction of justice, even though it's not illegal
0: so how do you feel about what hutchinson and said? And, and dr dominique
3: well hutchinson uh, she's i think she was very credible witness i think she was very believable um and she's one of the people that was provided a lawyer by Trump allies that they were paying for her lawyer. She fired that lawyer and got a new attorney and that's when she decided to testify again. And that is why the president is saying she's changed her story, which actually is very, very incriminating for him because what it implies is that as long as they, they have his lawyers, they'll tell the right story. But as soon as they get a different lawyer, they'll tell a story that's not flattering to him. That's
4: that witness right, for him. Alicia. Yeah, witness tamper. But I have a question for Dr. Olaker. You said that the Republicans wouldn't support Mike Pence, and and Mike Pence voted with Donald Trump almost lockstep. Well, he said and those Republicans
0: would, that were he was referring specifically to the Republicans that attacked the
4: Capitol. That right. Well, I, well, I, well. Like well yeah, but also, the, but Republicans. Period. they won't support a man who voted in lockstep with Donald Trump, just like Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney voted in lockstep with Donald Trump. So, But because these two refuse to do something illegal, now the party is turning on, on the two of them, so that doesn't bother you, Dr. Lake, or does it doesn't bother you?
2: I think that if you are a registered Republican and you stormed the Capitol in anger that the president was not reelected, no, I don't think you're gonna vote for Mike Pence. That's a specific group I was talking about. Mike, if, if the options in 2024, November, are Mike Pence and Joe Biden, Uh, I think Mike Pence wins that election and Republicans overwhelmingly support him in that effort.
3: Are you the VP on that ticket?
2: Well, Dominique, this is twice now that you promoted a national candidacy. I love you, my sister, but I really don't need a progressive (laughs) advocate uh, talking about me as a good Republican. It's not going to help me win any votes.
3: (laughs) Let me do some
0: more OJ for president. Bye. I don't know. I ride the line, Dr. Oleka. you know I, <laughs> you, you could probably sway me. Ed, what do you feel about Hutchinson?
1: You know, going into the January 6th committee, I, I had been skeptical. Um I, I think this past week um changed my mind. I, I I've seen uh, you know specifically Hutchinson's testimony. I, I agree with Dominique, she's highly credible. Um but what she what what this testimony calls forward is that you're not and who you're not hearing from. Um, you're not hearing from the president's chief of staff, you're not hearing directly from the vice president, you're not hearing directly from the president.
3: Um, good point.
1: And it's, good point and it's that lack of transparency on this fundamental question. And and this is a really simple question, right? Did the president of the United States try to uh, uh, subvert the the peaceful transition of power? and for high ranking officials to not step forward and testify is is really despicable it's that lack intense, of transparency yeah. is is an issue and and what hutchinson did she just blew the roof off of it so that look now you're looking at meadows now you're looking at everybody else you need to come forward and you be, you better be credible and you better tell the truth
0: the fact that that there are republicans that won't come forward suggests that something
1: is afoot of course of course. Because your, your silence, your silence is something. telling everyone everything. Um, and, you because know, now you, when if they if speak, I want to see them on
0: the that you thought was if, if there was something that you actually thought um, would, would help the president that you voted for, that you stood by, you would come on to the committee and speak out loud and proud about those things. So the fact that there are so many that are saying absolutely nothing at this hearing. Uh, it's it's very telling.
2: Well, I don't I don't think that's entirely fair, Timmy Mack. And again, this is this is just purely conjecture. Uh-huh. But we know how these things uh, are highly politicized. And you just mentioned uh, this lady Hutchison probably are going to have people who are supporters of the former president coming after her professional career. There are a lot of people who just wanted to work in the White House. And so they worked in the White House. They had prominent positions or moved their way up who just have no interest in getting involved in this particular issue because it's going to be politicized. They could have a truthful story to tell. Sure. But they just want nothing to do with it. They want to move on with their lives. Secondarily, there are people who still have political interests. And if you put them in front of a committee that's got mostly Democrats, who knows what that scope is in terms of the questions that they could ask? Sure. Most of them could be asked about January 6th. Some of them could be asked about something else that they just don't want to answer that have nothing to do with that particular day of those incidents. Again, I'm not <laughs> covering no, from anyone that, in particular. That's, I'm that's, just saying there are other reasons why people might not participate.
0: Yeah, that's, kind of- um, that's, that's very cute, Dr. oleka uh, yeah. But the truth don't need no help. The truth is the truth. And if you yeah. stand on the truth and if you stand on what's right, then there's nothing to fear.
2: What I'm saying is that there is the scope. Again, I'm not disagreeing with you about the importance of the truth. I am not disagreeing about that at all. But with truth comes consequence. There is a price. And I'm saying if you were a. And what I'm saying is
0: if I took an oath to to, uh, to to hold up constitutional values of this country, the America, the greatest country on the face of the earth that we live in. And I took an oath to protect it, to make sure its constitutional values stick,
4: then I'm going down with the truth. Exactly. And, I, and I'm not going to be a part of a party where if I tell the truth, my family and my life is at risk and in peril. Like who wants to be a part of a party where truth is a, a detriment and a negative? It just is it's horrible all the way around. You should always be expected and supported in telling the truth.
3: I agree with you,
0: Alicia, but I do want to say even when Dr. Martin Luther King was fighting for the truth, it wasn't a Democratic Republican kind of thing, but he was fighting for truth. He was fighting for justice and Mm -hmm. his family uh, was, you know, they burned crosses. Well, they they killed him, so <laughs> he was uh, assassinated. Yeah, they killed <laughs> him. Kind of like, that is who I want. Show me know. the man that's willing to sacrifice for the righteousness and the justice for this country, and that's the man that or woman who gets my vote. That's what you should stand on.
2: Well, then you should support yeah, Mike Liz Pence. Cheney is
0: doing that right now. Mike well, Pence Liz Cheney Cheney is doing it, hold on, it right hold on, now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dr. Oleka. Mike Pence ran.
2: I'm saying you should support Mike Pence and what he did while he was vice president during this particular oh time goodness. and what he's saying now. He I'm not saying reform, trying I'm just saying. to
3: rebrand Mike Pence as a hero is it, mm-hmm. I'm just not here for it. He ran so your job. So now you're a hero. He OK.
0: I'm because sure I'm sure that there is someone out there who is willing to go down with the ship like uh, Ukraine's president. Um, I'm sure that there's someone here in America uh, that exists that is willing to do that. And that's the person, whether it's a man or a woman, whether they're gay or straight, uh, that's the person that I'd like to give my vote to. Stacey Uh,
3: Abrams for president.
0: What? (laughs) What did you say, Dominique? I said Stacey
3: Abrams for president.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, she got to grab Georgia first. She got to grab her (laughs) state first. Um, let's talk about in a seven, two decision, the U S Supreme court ruled that group health plans can limit outpatient dialysis benefits for end stage renal disease. How could this impact black Americans who already experience existing health disparities? Black people make up a large share of those dialysis patients. Uh, Dr. Oleka, let's stay with you on this one.
2: Well, I think this is obviously unfortunate for uh, patients who have this particular issue because they don't get as much benefit as they thought. This was a 7-2 decision, uh, meaning this came from uh, justices who have all types of political uh, opinions on this, which I found to be interesting. But I think the broader question is, what are we doing with our American healthcare system, where you have people who have a disease from which they are dying uh, and they switch over to the the public resource, which does not give them uh, a full cost benefit to help them at least suffer with dignity over the final time of their life. That, I think, is the bigger issue here. Again, the courts respond to what the laws are and what the Constitution says, but Congress has the opportunity to act differently here. There is discretion, so companies can certainly act differently here. And that's what I would like to see different businesses do and Congress act, is to make healthcare more affordable, particularly in these instances, when people are looking for dignity at the end of their lives.
0: All right, we'll be right back and get our other panelists comment on that question. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. The Business of Being Black today, political and trending topics. Dominique, how do we feel about the 7-2 decision uh, the United States uh, Supreme Court ruled in uh, getting, you know, uh, uh, limits on outpatient dialysis benefits for end-stage renal disease?
3: I mean, as we hear... Uh, the Supreme Court uh, weigh in on everything from the Affordable Care Act to this. I have a simple solution, Medicare for all.
0: Mm. But does that help if, if, if these
3: plans? Absolutely. Still- if we had universal health care where everyone in this country had a right to medical care, we would stop seeing these families being bankrupted by medical bills. We would stop seeing unhoused people in the streets dying from medical conditions that are very treatable. And we would stop having these arguments about silly things like pre-existing conditions. And the insurance companies would stop being the biggest gangsters in America.
1: It. Mm. Eh. Yeah, I think Dominique just touched it there. I mean, this is a Supreme Court that's going to take its lead from American industry. And, and where it can protect American industry profits, I think you'll see it act, act in that way. And that's, that's what you saw here in
4: this case. All right, Alicia. Yeah, we keep hearing that this is the greatest country in the world, but it's stories like this. Even if we're the greatest, we are not the most humane. This is absolutely ridiculous. And end of somebody's life, they should not be stressing out about finances due to health care, what bills they may be leaving behind for their loved ones. This is absolutely ridiculous. And, it's, and they should be ashamed.
0: Yes. Yeah, speaking of being ashamed, R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison for federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. R. Kelly used his fame to entrap victims he sexually assaulted. Hardcore fans are upset over the three-decade-long sentence. Um, How do we feel? One fan tweeted, R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years, but the white woman who had Emmett Till killed, (laughs) maimed and disfigured, is still walking around Free? Crooked ass Donald Trump and his henchmen and henchwomen all free? Who said white supremacy was fair? Is justice finally being served or is 30 years too harsh of a punishment for R. Kelly? Um, One of his survivors, uh, Javante Cunningham, who met R. Kelly when she was 14 years old, uh, is pleased with the sentence and happy to have her voice back after years of people not believing her. So do you think Kelly's sentence will finally get his victims some sort of closure? I, I had to say on my radio show, we talked about this. And I have to say, I had to keep saying, this ain't that, this ain't that. People keep trying to compare this to some other thing. This is not Donald Trump and his henchmen. This is not Emmett Till and the white men who killed him. This is not that. Those things are unfair as well, but this is not that. Dominique?
3: Yeah, I mean, I understand because I get the same thing from my listeners, Tammy Mac do a degree. I understand that people are angry because there's not equal justice under the law that black people do not get the same justice in America as any other people. I get that, but this is not that. I mean, really, it is important that he's been convicted, not just because of the specific crimes, but because so many victims of assault and sexual degradation, uh, molestation and torture and all of the things that he did, don't get believed, never get their day in court never get justice and hopefully this will give them some solace but not only that will embolden those who are being abused and assaulted to come forward and seek justice and hopefully will wake us up to believing our children not just the women our children
0: yeah especially our little girls it's time out to stop thinking of our little girls as women Uh, they are not women they are little girls and we have to protect them. If we don't keep screaming, protect black women, it's got to start with the babies. It's got to start with the babies. And no 14 year old is responsible for a grown man having sex with her in any form or fashion. I don't care how grown you think she look, how big her behind is, how big her breasts are. She ain't have nothing to do with that. This is just how God blessed her body. And so I just get irritated when I hear women talk about uh, little girls as if they're grown women and they're not. Um, Oh, Dr. Oleka, let's hear it.
2: I mean, I agree with everything that you said. And and I I think about this in a a different personal way now because of what you just said. I have two little girls. Now they're very young. Uh, The oldest is a little over two. So they're not at that stage where people could confuse them for grown women. But that is the concern that the people just seem to brush over what he did. I mean, he sexually assaulted teenage girls. And for some reason, we think because he makes good music and he sings well, that this is acceptable. I just I I wonder how these people feel about uh, girls in their lives that are this age and and what they'd be willing to accept and promote. And to Dominique's point uh, earlier, if if you are a black man and and you sexually assault people, that's not white supremacy that made you do that. Mm -hmm. So let's not hide behind that, because that does a disservice to people who really don't get justice. Uh, because of some other means so i'm i'm with the two of you dominique and tammy mack 100 percent
1: yeah look i mean oj and i will disagree on most things and and I, i think on this one we're 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 lockstep um you know i too am the father of a daughter and and i remember seeing a study somewhere where you know for for girls it's somewhere around the age of 10 or so where they first notice how a men a man looks at them uh particularly their body parts um as a father, you want to protect your child from that. Right. Um, particularly if you've got a predator like R. Kelly that that is um, and has shown that he's got, you know, a desire to to interact with young women. Um, you know, the sentencing on this is is right on. It could go higher for my taste. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. Um, I, you know, I think we as a society do have to find a way to protect women, young girls, particularly as, as they're developing. Um, and, you know, predators like that do need to get locked away. And,
3: and I want to just in- interject that a lot of them are children. We call them yeah. young women and teenagers. They are children. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hate that. I hate that these young, I hate that these little girls are being labeled as women or young adults that they are not. They are not.
4: Uh, Alicia. Seems like he's ready to take his behind in that <laughs> cell for three decades. And, and I and I yeah, he didn't see nothing wrong, but he gonna see it now. And uh, his mind should have been telling him no way back with a But now he'll be bumping and grinding in a cell with big bubble. So let's see how it works out for him.
0: If there's any time to believe he can fly, it should be now, huh?
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna wish he can yeah.
0: fly up out of there.
4: <laughs> Y'all are on the roll.
0: <laughs> um, all the people involved, I, I, I've heard some people say that all the people involved in this case should also be sentenced. Do you all agree with that?
4: I do. It's like he had a Jaleen Maxwell too. So find out who that person is and lock them up too. Ah. You couldn't do all this by yourself for this long. You think? What do you think, Dominique?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, there has to be accountability for enablers, pimps, and accomplices, especially when it comes to child trafficking and pre- and being a predator to uh, the most vulnerable people in society. And you know what? I hope that Mr. Kelly gets some help because clearly he needs it. Uh, and you know, and I hope he gets some therapy and some rehabilitation during his prison term. But I, I,
0: you know, I have a different stance on that because I believe we're all responsible. I mean, how many of us
1: watch the tape?
0: That's I
3: didn't a-
1: watch it. Not me. Didn't yeah, see I that. don't know either, but I mean, it, it's sort of the same thing. You think back to like Joe Paterno and at Penn State football and how he was molesting kids right. in the shower. Um, you've got the gymnasts. There's enablers at every, that, you know, almost at every point uh, by, by not acting. And, you know, if it was obvious to them, they should have acted.
0: Let's end with some black boy joy, four-time NBA championship winner, Steph Curry is switching things up and hosting this year's ESPY awards. How do we feel about this, Ed? Oh, I love it.
1: You know, look, you just won a title, got your fourth, got your NBA finals. Go and get your shot.
0: All right, Dr. Olaika. Well,
2: Steph Curry's one of my favorite players. I'm excited to see him host. Uh, his personality's a, a little bit chill, so I wonder how that's going to come across in terms of a, an SB show, but uh, I'm looking forward uh, to hearing the champ.
3: Dominique, we liking this? First MVP. Why not have his first hosting job? I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I'm going to tune in just to see Steph. Oh, okay. Alicia,
0: are we liking uh, Steph Curry?
4: No. And I'm like, who are his agents? Because he got some good reps because I look at that man and all I see is wet paint. I don't see a personality. I don't see anything. All these people out here that could that really can host and they pick Steph Curry. I'm like, what, what, what is it? I?" Uh, no, I don't. Uh, well, praise I hope God we see me on the TV with your critique.
0: Lord <laughs> Jesus, that is the business of being <laughs> black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. <laughs> <laughs>